Don't forget the bait. I got the rods. Welcome, Welcome to, to Everything, everything angling, angling, where we cover everything, everything angling. angling. I'm Justin. And I'm Tosh. Welcome back. Here we are. Yeah, to everything angling. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. I'm Tosh. I'm Justin. I always forget. Yep. Yep. So it's springtime. Yes, it's exciting. Yep. It's actually kind of getting warm out. It is getting nice. The water temperature got up real fast, then it dropped right back down. But now it's slowly coming up like the way it should. Watching your guys' pictures, it looks like people are starting to catch fish again. Oh, yeah. Fish are being caught and. About every, I mean, white bass even are starting to run up the river. So white bass are definitely starting to turn on fire. But bass in general, large mouth is large mouths. Crappie, perch, bluegill, cat, catfish, even though I haven't caught my first flathead this year, but channel cats are out there. Yeah. So has anybody caught, has there been really any flatheads caught? There's been a few cat uh, flathead catfish caught. Um, Cole, one of the junior anglers, mm-hmm. caught one just the uh, very first nice weekend out. He caught is that one the in picture? Back- of the kid that had it like slung over his shoulder. No, he's the one having it. Well, he might have had it. He had I just a few seen this picture of this flathead slung over this old kid's shoulder. I'm like, geez, it looks big, like he's carrying a dragon. Big flathead and yeah. a little kid in a red mm-hmm. shirt. Yep, I think was that him. was him. Yeah. And then yeah, we had the uh, Junior Anglers Derby. That was all. That was awesome. We had um, 16 boats go out for the adult side. Um, they battled over 1,320 dollars, and then Ooh. we had not bad, not bad for no. a day's worth of fishing. First place took home seven hundred ninety-two bucks for first. That's place. awesome. Yeah, that's not bad. But even more importantly, we had thirty-three kids show up. There All you the go. kids caught fish. All the kids turned in some style fish from it's nice saw guy, a nice twenty-inch saw guy, a nice two one and a half pound bass, um, half pound perch. So they all turned in um, fish, and then they all walked away with brand new rods and reels. That's awesome. And that was all possible because of uh, I was going to say some sponsors. some great sponsors out there. That I'd like to take a minute to thank. Um, we had a uh, Mike Dieters with Shelby County Crappie Club, Badass Baits at badassbaits.com, ACC Crappie Sticks, Cast Cray Outdoors, Mike's Bait and Tackle up on up at Indian Lake, Lakeside Pro Bass at Indian Lake, Jeans Marine Bait and Tackle at Indian Lake, American Outdoor and Adventures with Mike Indicott. Now, it's a special thank to Mike. He worked hard on this throughout the winter. Matt Tuttle's Crappie Guide Service, probably one of the best guide services for these three lakes around us. Spillway Bait and Tackle, Sasquatch Custom Lures, Indian Lake Anglers Association, Panfish Mafia, and a big, big thanks to Wally Wrenchman's for donating off all the uh, safety gear for the junior anglers boat. So now that we're through that giant list of awesome people around no, our community. No, it's good. That's awesome out. to have a giant list. Yeah, I'd, I feel... I feel special having to know that we have that much support in our area. It's amazing. This, so. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Hopefully we get to do an actual another ice fishing day this year. That, w- that would be awesome. Hopefully we can do a couple of them, like our, a couple of days in a row. Cause the tournament would be a lot of fun for the kids. Ice fishing tournaments are hard. I held one two years ago. And it's kind of like you just got to watch the watch for it and then plan it the best weekend and say, hey, I know I'm only giving you seven days notice. But, but that's this all is. we got. Yeah, like, what do we have? Three good days this past year? Well, yeah. Three, three what I would take kids on. Days, yes, yeah, three I mean, days. I was out there for, I think, a lot more than three days, yeah. you know, popping around. But for little kids, I think there was only, like, really three days. Yeah. It was just, like, three safe days. I felt more comfortable with. And then it was gone. Yeah, instantly. Yep. But Michigan had a really bad season, too. It was all over. Yeah. I mean, all over the big where most people ice fish, even up in Wisconsin and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Short. Lake, Lake short. of the Pines had some trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lake of the Woods. Well, I think we talked about it on our ice episode. I mean, at one point, you, the Ohio River was freezing. You could walk across it. Mm-hmm. No, so. the Pigeon, the, the Little Pigeon River in Pigeon Forge, they used to go down and ice fish. Yep. That's ins- It's just planet's changing. Ice is moving up. Mm-hmm. Soon we'll be uh, fishing for peacock bass. Hopefully. I would like to bring that Texas bass, the Texas stalker bass, or whatever they were, the big, big, big Guadalupe one. bass. I don't know. They're the ones they use for down the Texas stocking program. They're just massive. Have we ever talked about how, like, I think it was 2009 that the state record largemouth bass here in Ohio, some guy tried to beat it and they caught him? 
I think we've talked about it off camera. Okay. Off air, off so camera. here's yeah here for all you people the northern largemouth like there's many subspecies of largemouth bass in North America. Uh, pyloric cecum is how they ID them. Okay. They count their little the fingers. Anybody's flayed a fish, you've seen them. They're little tiny fingers attached to the stomach. It's an increased surface area. Uh, each subspecies of largemouth has a different number. So it's pretty easy when they cut one of them open and just you go. You can tell right away yeah. where, it, where it's originated yeah. from. Yeah, it's no. it's not that hard. And yeah, he he. I think they proved he went down to Florida and probably like Lake, or like the, not the Ozark Lake. Uh, I can't think of the big O Lake down there. Oh, um, Okeechobee. Okeechobee. He probably went down to Okeechobee and caught a big, nice bass for Okeechobee. Yeah. And brought it up to Ohio and it probably could have ate the state record here. No, you know, every year there's these accusations and it's all over people cheating, people bringing up fish from other places, claiming records. I mean, it was a big thing in the 80s. Some guy did it just to have state records in his, in his name. So it happens, but. I'll tell you this, everybody at home, learn your panfish ID a lot better. Yeah. Because the state record long there and the state record orange spot gets thrown back every year. Well, not a lot of state record fish get thrown back. Yeah. I mean, just recently, um, oh, River Jet Outfitters, another good supporter of ours, he caught this um, world record um, red horse sucker. What red. kind of red horse? Silver. Yep. Silver, I believe, red horse sucker. It's amazing. It was only 29 inches or something. But people were like, oh, I've caught a bigger one. It's one of those fish that, yeah, you probably have. Yeah, so but you probably didn't realize there's only nothing. a couple states that even recognize him as game fish. Well, Ohio, the ODNR would have recognized it, but he would have had to turn the fish over and they would have kept it, have to keep it frozen. Yeah. And he said, uh, uh-uh, no. So he returned it back to water. Those, but those he got suckers the live a I, long time. IGFA, IGFA, awesome. IFAG, International Game Fish Association. Yeah, IGFA. You got yeah, that's that. awesome. Uh, and people throw back like the record buffaloes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so if you want to go on a charter out there on the uh, Great Miami, check out River Jet Outfitters. Definitely knows River what he's Jet doing. Outfitters. River Jet Outfitters knows what he's doing. We, we we should do a live show on his boat one day out I'm there sure fishing. I'm sure he'd let us. I'm sure he'd let us. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But did we, did we forget anything? I know I'm kind of out of it. I fishing is good. Go fish. Yeah, Get go outside. Fish. It's nice. 90, they say something like ninety percent. Now don't quote me on that, but ninety percent of Americans get less than. Uh, 20% daylight they need. I believe it. Like everybody works I, inside. You work in a factory. When you go home, you sit inside. So get your butt outside. Go outside. Mm-hmm. Vitamin I, D, very important. I believe it because it's just, I mean, I like to be outside as much as possible, but doing this kind of stuff and, you know, we do the other shows and stuff like that. So yeah, I have a lot you about of. ready to take this and be able to do this outside? Something like this? You're doing a whole little. Lawn chair. Oh, the documentary series. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. Thank goodness. Cause it's right now it's like sixty percent funded. It's only been five days. Yeah. That's definitely cool. Check out the uh, lawn chair documentaries. Lawn chair I documentaries on Kickstarter. Yeah. Cause it's that's gonna be a lot of fun. So it's just kind of the next thing. I don't there know. We just want to be drunk and they can see our faces. We you had a lawn chair. Fish. Yeah. Well, no, I've only been at. one time too drunk to fish. It was at Logan's Landing Campground. It was. It was. So, do you like? Is it when you're too drunk to fish, or are you falling into the water? So we were. I don't know. Have you ever been to Logan's Landing Campground? No, can't say that I have. You know, we're Turkey Foot, right? Yeah. You know, like where you go back to Froggies and stuff. Yeah. You keep going back, and there's the really nice homes, and then there's the campground. Okay, yeah. The campground, that's Logan's Landing. All right. So there's that kind of curled peninsula. Yeah. We'd fish it, like, because we could fish both the channel and the boat docks from there. We're sitting there in lawn chairs, drinking four locos, and there's lights back there. That's yeah. another reason we pick it. It's you know you can sit there. You don't have to bring lights and all that it's stuff. Lit up. It's nice and. Well, I'm using everybody at home ain't seen them. I use the big slip corks for catfish. They're like a foot and a half tall. Some of them, we can't see them. They're like two foot in front of us, three foot in front of us, and we're setting the hook like, oh, and bobber's gone, and nothing. It was there the whole time. It wow. was just yeah. I'm like yeah, we're a little. You was too drunk to see the bobber. Yeah, we were still technically too drunk to fish because well, that is that is too. Drunk the bait to never fish. stayed in the water very long. There you go. We cast it and be like, oh, somebody grabbed it. Now that was a fun place to fish, but we have a very exciting topic. What? Yes. What are we getting into today? Kayak fishing. Oh, fun! I can't. I love kayak fishing. I like kayaking. So but fishing's kind of something that I do while I kayak. Kayaking mm-hmm. is always my main goal, though. See, yeah, I I do it two separate things. Like when like we were talking off air, 
when we go to Mohican, I really don't fish when we go yeah. there. You know, I just want to go kayak and I don't want to relax on the river. And like we do the, so we stay at Mohican Wilderness. It's the longest route you can do on the Mohican River for like a, for a livery. It's 24 miles. It takes eight to 10 hours. Uh, Is that how you say it? Livery? It's not I think livery. So. I think it's livery. Okay. I've I don't know. I've that my whole I, life. I'm famous for mispronouncing things. I don't know either, but I've always wondered because it's spelled livery. So I know one of the ladies at works that owns the Mohican Wilderness, and she's always said livery. Okay. Well, then we'll go with that. But she's also from the South. That's even better. So it's, they can't pronounce anything anyways. Well, at least they ain't Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> But no, uh, so we stay there because it's 24 miles. You get to go. The only thing I don't like about Mohican is there's like a five-mile stretch to where it's like campground, 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 campground. There's like 20 campgrounds on Mohican. Very resort like yeah. And it's just like constantly full of people. But that's part of the fun, too, hanging out with everybody. and like They're the ones that got the Sasquatch to spray youth water off the deck or yes. something. Yes. Okay, oh, yeah, my gosh. I've seen that. And then there's the big rope. You can yeah. go climb up the cliff and slide. You know, there's yeah. all the fun. But then... When you do that really long one, the first like 10 miles is just you're on like big, slow, deep river. And then the last seven miles is fast, rapidy river. Yep. So it's it's really fun that you get experience at all when you do that. You're not just stuck. If you do the shorter trips, you're just kind of stuck in the tourist area. Yeah, and to, in hell. But there's restaurants. There's floating restaurants on Mohican. Wow. See, I go the opposite route, man. I grew up kind of... Kayaking mainly in the Mad River. We um, I mentioned we grew up kind of running around Canard King Street and then Canard Creek and whatnot, and creek in it and river in it. But we'd um, rent there off of uh, Birch Park mm. Livery. That's what we're saying, Livery. We'd rent there off Birch Park Livery, and you could do the four mile, the eight mile, or the twenty some mile, maybe eighteen mile, something like that. But uh, I loved kayaking. We the only fishing we'd kind of do back then, because still something I do then is we just let a rooster tail drag behind us on a hole. Because that's really all you need. The trout down there pretty much bite on anything this time yeah. of year, you know, and spending in the fall. Yeah, they're hungry. So, but then uh, now that I live on the lake, I take a kayak out in the lake quite often. It's nice just to get out on calm water and, mm-hmm. you know, cruise around and whatnot. So, yeah, what kind of kayak you got? So, I got a uh, 12 foot something. And uh, it's the kind with the seat that sits up and it's very stable. And uh, it's, um oh, man. Whatever it is it's twelve foot something. Yep. You can walk around on it, and then I also got a little ten foot um, sun dolphin, just a yep. little play around. A little like what is that like? Sit on both of them or sit on top. Um, dollars. Yeah. It's, I love sun dolphins because you can everybody can afford them. I think them. I bought these ones on sale for one hundred and sixty. One hundred sixty. Yeah, because yeah, of the fish and dirt version. Okay, it's the but, yeah, but sun the, dolphins. No matter what, like there's not a really expensive sun dolphin. No, no. compared to like something like some of the other. Yeah. Higher brand kayaks, which is nice because everybody can get a yeah, sun dolphin. Pelican and, um, oh, what's the other one? Pelican and Obi. If you're looking to get into it, you know, just try get up, try Pelican or Hobie edition. Don't go right for those uh, town and whatever, the big long ones. Try one of the more. Mm-hmm. And also, I always suggest sit on top. Always. I mean, you never don't sit in a kayak, especially if you got long if legs. If you got long legs, you don't want to be rubbing your legs in and out of that every no. time. No, it's just I don't like the sit-ins at no, all. Not I've at never all. have the sit-on tops are just like anymore. They're kind of like little John boats. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can get the paddle ones. You can get the ones with trolling motor. You, I mean, you can really set these things up. That's my biggest regret: not spending another hundred bucks and getting the the one with the paddle. Yeah. Just for like big lake, so you can troll a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I got a 12 foot ascend. That's uh, a sit on top. It's got the big adjustable chair. Uh, me and my wife have been on it together. Like it's just a one person kayak, but you can stand on it, cast yeah. off it. I think what what's the weight on, weight limit on those? Like 350 pounds or 375 if, pounds? They're pretty decent. I'm gonna have to look because it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. I mean, I might, don't quote me on that, but it's it's pretty decent. I mean, you I'm 300 pounds. And on she's it. 100 pounds, and we brought coolers and all. Yeah, the fish you can fit your cooler. You can fit all your rods. I know guys who you know they bring up 40 pound catfish on them. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest fish from a kayak? Biggest landed is 50 pound blue. Wow. And that was in Arkansas on the red. It was on Oak or Walnut Bayou. Off the Red River, we were alligator gar fishing, which we'll talk about in a second. That's one of the really good benefits with kayak fishing. But then, other than that, you know, some really big pike and stuff like that out of Michigan. That's where I really enjoy pike fishing out of them. Uh, but then, you know, 
It's just fun fishing out of them. Yeah. I uh, We've never landed an alligator gar out of them, but we've gotten really on top of them. So alligator gar are extremely, extremely skittish. Even when they're like six, seven, eight foot long, yeah. they're, you know, three, four hundred pounds, and they're still just like the second of boat motor because they, they've been, they were almost they know to extinction. stay away from everything. Yeah. You, you know, these fish are old. They've yeah, learned. Ancient. Uh, but with the kayak, you can get kind of on top of them because it's not the big motors are ripping down the river, you know. Just glide right mm-hmm. in. And you cast right in their head. We've hooked to several of them, so we use really small hooks because we don't want to gut hook a, a big alligator gar. So we'd rather lose the fish than hurt the fish. Exactly. Uh, so we've we've hooked several of them and got pulled a little bit, but that big blue cat pulled us forever. I don't even really remember how long anymore. It was probably an hour and a half. Just because I didn't have an anchor yet. On oh, that he wasn't dragging anything. No, no. So it was. He had no weight. He had no weight behind him. So maybe that's like safety rule number one. If you're gonna go fishing for big fish, bring an anchor. You should always have an anchor. Now I have the double winch system, where I can still be sitting in my seat, and I crank this little winch off to my right, and it sets the anchor on the front and the back. You got a little better than I do. Oh yeah. After that, it's just as like. See, I got the nice They're like kayak. twenty-five bucks at Bass Pro. Yeah, I know. I just I like not having anything. I'm not the mod guy. Mm. I like to strip down and just take rods and reels and some bait, and that's it. I, I get it. I got I got I got a, a anchor and just toss it out. <laughs> God, it holds. See, I just hate spinning. I hate spinning in the boat. My big boat too. Yeah. To where I like to have two anchors. No, I get it. I get it. I really do. I'm just I'm, I'm some type of guy. I will say this though: it's if you're going to take just one anchor, make sure it's better than three window weights, because a 15 pound flathead will pull you, a kayak, and three window weights around a lake like it's nothing. Like the old like ones in here, like yeah, the, in the old walls, window, window weights. One, yeah, I mean I don't know how much that is in weight, but that 15 pound flatheads, you you ain't fighting that. <laughs> it's pulling you and your rod and everything around. And you think you got a you think you got a beast. You're like, oh my god, this thing's pulling me everywhere. And you pick it up, and it's barely the size of your chest. Mm-hmm. Like what? So it's definitely a definitely <laughs> different experience fighting big fish from, mm-hmm. from a kayak. Yeah, that's a, that's one of the really fun things about that. You could sneak up on much more skittish fish. You can get really on close. Like we go pike fishing at them a lot, and you can get right on top of these big pike, and they'll just kind of look at you, and because in so why bird like why fish are so scared of humans' profiles because we look so much like birds. Uh, we're very tall, vertical creatures, and that's why fish when you're walking on the bank they they bolt. Okay, uh, that's one of the reasons, isn't? Uh, but so when you're down and sitting and stuff like that, they're less likely to bolt. Yeah, yeah. You're not, I, well, I know you can creep up on them, stay low to the ground, and mm-hmm. yeah, because they're, they eat. They, I still think they see you. It's just you're not that familiar shape of death. You're be. not a big heron or a sandhill crane, or yeah, because aren't fish cones, ice spectrum, whatnot? They see this kind of like in a globe. So as you yeah. walk up to the shore, you're kind of even more elongated, yeah, focus. taller. Like so, pike are really bad with like having this kind of like tunnel vision. Uh, to where we we had a pike shoot up through an ice hole a couple of years back, pulling in perch because he was so focused on chasing that perch, yep. he wouldn't he couldn't see around him, and he flew right into the hole. Yep, no, I've seen I've seen them videos. That's that's funny. Yeah, so that's Esox, the pike, muskie, pickerel. They are all like that, where they have this kind of like their their whole skull is designed for this. They have little grooves going front in front of their eyes, so they can see, kind of like binocular vision. Okay. But yeah, that's I love kayaking, fishing for that kind of stuff. Getting yeah. on top of these fish. I've done a little on the lake. I just I like like I say, I mainly go out to kayak, but I'll take a fishing rod and pull you know a paddle tail or something around. And you catch a little bit of everything while doing it. It's very, it's very peaceful. It's definitely a very peaceful style of fishing to go do. Um, one thing I do got to say, though, Indian Lake's becoming an awesome lake for kayaking because mm-hmm. of the weeds. It, you know, it makes it makes for very calm water sometimes. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to put that no, in there. No, it is. I, I love kayak fishing. Indian Lake's changing whether anybody wants to admit it or not. It's- the fishing is ridiculously good right now, so... Mm-hmm. If you, if anybody around you want a good fishing spot here, don't wait till it's summertime. Don't wait till it's you know nice and warm. Go fish. Go fishing now. Go fishing early. And uh, kayak be or Indian Lake would be a great place to go kayak fishing for your first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the game preserve we talked about off air. That's great. It is a maze though. So do you have any special tactics for kayak fishing? 
Not really. I, I just kind of like, I, I still fish. For, if I'm going for panfish, I'll still bring my little bucket of minnows. And, so you fish pretty much the same way you yeah. would on top. Now, yeah. do, you appro- do you approach the uh, the area in which you're fishing any different, obviously? Yeah, you I'll can sit be right stealthier. on top where I want to fish. Yeah, you don't like, really I don't have care. to. I, so with perch and stuff and crappie and Indian going in the game preserve, like trying to angle the boat and not get too close to where you want to fish and disturb the area and stuff like that. And then basically we always park the boat as, as far as we can cast away from the spot. Yeah. And then you have the, the time, you still scare them away. Problem, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. You still scare everything away or you just disturb them or you... Kayak, you just sit right there on top of them. You literally, I've watched perch and crappie just look at you, and it's just staring right up at you, like, huh, that's odd. What's and then the minnow comes down, shape? and they're like, oh yeah, what? What's this big oblong shape? Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 more logish, so they're just it's not that it's not scary to them. It's not like a predator. Oh, yeah. I know some guys that say they'll have something in the warm daylight and whatnot. You'll have fish camp out underneath the kayaks. I, sure. Yeah. I've had pike just sitting under you. Yeah, just camp out. Yeah, because you're throwing little panfish and stuff back, too, for the pike. Now you so say they're, you they're got, waiting for the meal coming back. Yep, yep. Now, you say you got your little anchor system. Mm-hmm. You got any, You got fish finder on your kayak and all no, that? No, I don't. I haven't done the electronics on the kayak. I just don't want to make it too heavy, just with a battery. Yeah. The anchors are enough. Like, anchors are already pretty heavy. Yeah, that, that drew that. And I got, so we both have 12-footer kayaks. I don't know, you ever put the wheels on the back of your kayak? No, I'm too close to the water. I just you, I know, it's right behind your house. Yeah, I just carry it over and drop it in. But, like, for when we travel with it, I'll tell you what, that was, they're like 50 bucks. It was the best thing I ever bought for and that. Yeah, because kayaks, 12-footers, they get heavy. And it's and they're awkward. Yes, they're, they're not so like the little 8-footers or 10-footers, you know, that you, you can't throw them on your throw. head. Exactly. Yeah. They're not, you can't do that. And maybe you could, because the weight isn't, like, that extreme, but. They're 12 foot long. Yes. It's like carrying a big ladder over your head. Exactly. It's just, you know, so these little wheels, they work out great, and then they just flip up when you're fishing. Yep. But I like the wheels a lot. But do you change anything when you're out? I know you said you just kind of No, I, around. I just be more or less, I strip mine down even more. Any place we had that, well, on um back of it had a little cutaway for a in it, take in and take out dry box. Mm-hmm. I take it out. You know, if anything, I kind of just strip mine. I take the little... uh the feet pegs in the front mm-hmm. i take them out i i, I just kind of like a stripped down platform um i make sure my seat always here's a big hint the little uh straps on your seat you don't think that leaving them loose and you can lean back is going to help you keep them tight and wrap duct tape around them right where you want them so that way they won't break on you because everybody's seat will break especially if you're a big guy like me i've not found uh, is your seat broken yet Mm-mm. how many years have you had it Seven or eight. Really? You must have a nice, nicer one Ascends, than what they make now. Ascends are pretty nice. And I like, well, we didn't talk about that. I, I have a lot nicer of a send than I would have ever afforded naturally. Yeah. Uh, because I got it. I got, I saved up a bunch of money. Like I saved up for like a 10 foot basic ascend. It was like 700 bucks, 600 bucks. Yeah. I went to Bass Pro that day to buy it. And Ascend was having a sale through Bass Pro, but Bass Pro is also having a sale. On kayaks in general. So a twofer. Yeah. So like the Bass Pro sale was like 20% off and the Ascend sale was like like another 15% off. So I got this big one for like $709, I think is what I spent. But it would uh, retail at like 1600 Nice. That's a heck of a... But I've sat in the chair on the, ba- on the bank with it. Yeah. It's like big metal. Yeah. It's like it's got the, like, the big fabric... See, it's, all the ones I've ever, maybe it's just the, the straps are no good for, I like leaning back. I'm not for So the straps, leaning. what are you saying when you mean like the straps? Like the seats, we, there's the strap that actually you can set the, the the lumbar to the seat part of it. Oh, so may, I don't have that. Oh, you don't have that? Mine has all. one position. Oh, really? And no. that may be why it's lasted so long is that you, it's either the seat is out, oh, open or closed. closed. No. This doesn't have the bracket. I think I know what you're talking about now. It has the bracket, so when it's up, it's all the way yeah. up. Yeah, these don't have the bracket. That's okay, so that's said. probably with a, strap. a big difference right yeah, there. Definitely. If you're going to got the strap one, duct tape them. No, because I've, I've been a little mean to my kayak over the years. I've had some where, you know, you're flipping out. It's trying yep. to set the hook. Well, I'll tell you, in most, if you go with the 12-footer, most anybody's going to be comfortable. You're going to be able to get mm-hmm. up and walk around. But... Even on the low end, you're going to look to spend eight, nine hundred bucks probably to get out there on the water in a twelve footer. Yeah, it's, twelve foot kayaks are so much money. They like I said are. I was going with a ten before that. But like, even now, is I mean, would you walk them on ten? 
Would I? Yeah. Now I'm 300 pounds. Exactly. I wouldn't. I'm 220, and I wouldn't walk on. I was a lot lighter then. Exactly. And most of America is not. If you're going for kids, 10 footers are great. Mm -hmm. But if you're going for you know anybody that's 180 pounds or better, what's the biggest ridiculous kayak you've ever seen? Oh, Trident. I think that's what they're called. I don't even know if you call it a kayak. So it's this big, giant thing shaped like a T. And they had them at the fishing expos this year. I think last year, too. Um, it's shaped like a T. So on the back of it, it's just like the back of a boat, like the back of fiberglass hull. And um, the front of it is very thin. And you have pedals, like a bike, and then that are connected to an oar, a paddle, a two-sided kayak paddle. That while you pedal like a bike, the paddles move back and forth and draw this T-shaped thing through the water. Ugly. What? Yeah, I swear to gosh. Look, I, well, Everybody at home, look this thing up. This a, is, I'm pretty sure it's called the Trident. I'm this a, is the most ridiculous thing I've <laughs> ever heard. It is very, very, very um, ridiculous. So while you're looking up that picture, I, you probably already have it, but... I'll tell you another story about the stupidest big... I can't even remember what the brand name was. This thing was like 16, 17 foot kayak. And using that term very loosely. Because this was... We were in Illinois on a fish survey. And the lake... We were the only boat that you know was on the lake. Because it was a kayak only lake. Uh, so, Don't you love those lakes? Yeah, you couldn't canoe in it though. Like they wouldn't let you canoe. You had a... It was kayak. It was kind of... It was semi-private. It was basically like a club owned it. And okay, so it's not called Trident. It's called something. I'll find it. Well, but yeah, go on. Didn't yeah, interrupt you. I didn't no, want okay. to confuse anybody. But it's with what like Trident. You ever seen those plastic haul boats out of Florida? Yeah, like the really like they're the cookie cutter little tiny plastic boats. Yeah, like they're still 16, 17 foot. But yep, you know, yep. that's what these things are. And they have the pedals and everything like with the fins underneath to move them. And we're in a we're in a survey boat. We're the only supposed to be the only boat on this lake besides the kayaks. And there's some boats in there, kayaks in there bigger than the boat we were in. Wow. I'm like, what? This is not, it's just, was yeah, some people go pretty overboard on their kayaks. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what the tridents are. If you actually do look up, there's the trident. There it's it is. not what I was talking about, but that is, that's one there that I've looked up so before. What, that's what, what, what are those wings for on the back? So those rings will pop out and act like side ballasts oh, to give you more stability that's while not you as walk bad. around. No, and that's one's, That's the one I was looking at in I the got, place yeah. of the other one I can't think the of. Big, the big T thing oh my, you were yeah. talking. And you pedal, and you paddle. You pedal to paddle. So is your does your boat, or does your kayak have a, how's the hull shaped on the bottom? I mean, it's pretty flat in the middle, but it's got ni- it's nice and V'd out. I guess that's it's three. It's like a tri hull system, so kinda. That's, that's how the ascends are. The big yeah. ascends are. And yeah, I it's love kind of it. like a little tri hull system because you get those two kind of little bubbles underneath yeah. it, and it, ha- it really helps you from not tipping. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you can stand up on mine and walk to the edge and everything. Yeah. So I walked. I walked nose to nose on mine. It took a while to get that comf- confident with it. Yep. But they have nice straps where you can get up and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Pick yourself up and everything. And I, I just like it. I mean, it, it's it's a way to kind of, you know, just be out there and be free and then sit down and paddle or stand up and cast. And more or less, the only way you fall off of them is you lean one way too far and then try to catch yourself because mm-hmm. there's really nothing gripping the kayak to the lake. You got to remember that. <laughs> it's not like you can just lean back on it and catches yourself. We uh we got bumped by an alligator once in our install in our kayaks. Ooh, I wouldn't uh, kayak with alligators in the water. It's like the guys I see in their kayak and they pull up a bottle, a, a bottle, bottle jug, jug rigs. Oh gosh, yeah, I've and seen that. And then they pull and they pull the up a jug rig with the gator head. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be kayaking where there's no gator. All right, tell you the Arkansas gators are pretty weary of people, but we had one bump us pretty good. Just kind of, I don't know if he's curious what we were. We if he was sleeping and we went over top of him. Because uh, I've kicked him in the water before wading. No way. No, thank you. Uh, they, every time I've messed with alligators and alligators, they just take off. No, We've gotten into these little sloughs, targeting alligator gar and stuff like that. You get stuck for the summer. And when you get in the slough, you'll see alligators like crawl out on the other bank to go into a different slough. Have you ever owned an alligator? No. Or a crocodile? No. No. I owned a dwarf caiman once. 
See, that's... I, I won't go into the water with a crocodile no, alligator. No, caimans are No, like, no, no, no. Caimans no. are nuts. No, they're the whole species of them, the I'll whole genre. You, all of, out of all the crocodilians, I think the American alligator is the tamest. But yeah, they would. that is not saying they're tame. Not at all. That is just saying out of every out of the thirty one species the more or whatever it is, docile not to really give a hoot. You yeah. don't mess with me. I ain't gonna mess unless with you feed them. Yeah, and they but, become accustomed to it. Yeah, and then like the caiman, the South, all the South American caimans are like on crack. So like while you're kayaking, you realize that you know your huge giant kayak. There could be you see just these two little dimples. That could be a fourteen foot alligator. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Like ninety ninety nine percent of their body can just, underneath, yeah, is underneath. They're pretty much standing on the I've, bottom. They've they never want. messed with us. Uh, yeah, I just I've been in the water with them at night in Arkansas. I wouldn't do that in Florida. Completely different animal in Florida because you know all of them, half of them have been fed and everything like that. So they'll come flying up to to you. Yeah, yeah. I've only had alligators run away from us in Arkansas because they have seasons for them. They get hunted, so they they know humans will shoot them. So they've become accustomed to being yeah. hunted. Yeah. yeah. So that's there the exact opposite experience they have in Florida. Yeah. Everybody in Florida f- thinks they're, they're cool. You want to look at them. You want to hang around with them. Every time they see a human in Arkansas, they get shot at. Yeah. Well, true. That. So they're like, oh, human, I got to move or I'm going to get shot at. But you'll see these big gators that are scared of you. <laughs> like, if you only knew. Oh, no, thank you. But no, I love kayaking too for like. Uh, we were talking about off air, like season opener in Michigan. So Michigan's a pretty good state for fishing, really, really good state for fishing, because they have seasons. Yeah, that's one the, of the big laws things. are much stricter, which is why you get much bigger panfish and much better much everything. Really, better at everything. Yes, because uh, they protect breeding seasons. They protect, and then so they kind of do their panfish. It's like I think it's a nine inch size limit, but all your panfish are put into one slot, thirty fish a day. Nice. So that's your crappie, your rock bass, your bluegill, your pumpkin seeds, everything. Brim. All brim. Yep. And uh, perch aren't always included in that. It depends on your area. Uh, But generally, they're included in that kind of that panfish catch. Uh, But, yeah, it's the – so fishing for the pike in the season opener. So pike are already done. Most of those seasons open May 1st. Uh, the big, big female pike are really skittish. So you can get right on top of them with the kayak. They, They won't run. They won't move. You can cruise around top of them and they'll just look at you. And uh, even half the time they'll follow you around, like we were talking about. They'll follow you around. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll follow underneath the boat. Eat, uh, eat the little stuff you're throwing back. Mm-hmm. So you've been in any, any real skittish, like, weather-type kayak incidences? So the worst, and this wasn't kayaking, but it was on Indian. Uh, we had a John boat, a 10-foot John boat with three people in it. And here's the thing. We were going out to Old Man's Island at a turkey foot, mm-hmm. a little electric motor. Two of the people had to bail the whole time and on a good day. Yeah. Because it was barely right above the water. I think there's a picture. I have my mom has a picture hanging up of this John boat that's like an inch above the water line Man. at every little wave. And then they had to. Uh, he was bailing just yeah. to go. Yeah. And then once you got to the island, it was fine because yeah, you could tuck in somewhere and yep. not worry yep. about it. But uh, all these boats are coming in as we're going out. It literally took us from the back where Logan's Landing was. To get to Old Man's Highland, which is maybe a quarter of a mile, it probably took us an hour some days. Man, in this little boat, but we—it's what we love doing. Uh, we get out there, and all these pontoons are flying in. We're yelling at everybody because everybody's flying in. We don't know what's going on. We so we get out there, all hell breaks loose. Big bad thunderstorm. There was a tornado. Like uh, what's the one where they well, have it's a hurricane seen? winds on water? Huh. It's a hurricane winds on water. I don't think it was on the lake with <laughs> us, but there was not, not. Was it watch or warning where they've actually seen a tornado? Well, warning, watch. So, so whatever one know. where they've actually seen a tornado in uh, like lakeside yeah, is where they've seen it. So we didn't know any of that. Right? We didn't even have cell phones at the time. I yeah. think I was sixteen. Uh, and we get out, to, and it's like the lightning, and so it's so pouring down rain, and we're going back, lightning striking everywhere. We're just praying like madmen with this little little tiny troll motor. And then the troll motor starts giving out because the battery's starting getting wet. Yep. And the battery, the boat is so much water. We get back. We made it. I didn't die. <laughs> you didn't. Well, of course. You're still here today. All right. That was the, that could have been the punchline. There you go. And I died that day. I've no. been a ghost the whole time. Well, I'll tell you what. We, um, 
I like kayaking a lot. One time I took my girlfriend and my stepdaughter out. They had never been kayaking. And we we'd went out to a Mad River Adventure. And I'd like I said, I'd grown up kayaking up and down the Mad River through uh, Mad River Adventures and Birch Creek. So first time I ever taken them out, big rainstorm comes through a day. Yeah, it was about a day or two before. They call us up that morning and says, hey, you know, it's the water's high. It's kind of moving. There's no op- there's no obstructions. There's no trees down, but it's moving. We're not taking any beginners, only, you know, people who know what they're doing. So when I asked them, I said, I'm still good to go. You guys want to go? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll go. So we get on there, and we get there, and the water is moving. And, well, if you've ever been to one of them, you know, they load you up on a bus, and they mm-hmm. drive you up to wherever you want. So on our bus, there was only four or five groups, man. And most of us were in a group of twos or threes. First ones off were two big guys, bald heads. They had their own uh, canoe uh, counterweight they threw up front. Looked like they knew what they were doing. They had done this for some time. And then another group of kayakers went out, and then me and my girlfriend and stepdaughter went out. And right there around the very first curve is the first set of, and really the only set of rocky rapids when the water's high. So I tell them, hey, get to the outside of the curve. It's the deepest water. It moves the fastest, but it's the deepest water. It's, you know, you're not going to run in. If anything, you're just going to spin around. Just stay balanced. So we're in the outside, and as we're coming around, it's getting a little bit bumpy. And I turn around, and I see my daughter, stepdaughter, just freak out. And she launches herself out. And she's in a sit-in kayak. She launches herself out of the sit-in kayak up. And does a 180 and grabs the back end of the kayak <laughs> all right and, and you know by then the daggone thing's rolling and it is only about four foot deep you know it's not super deep and it's moving so i mean i'm on my sit on top kayak i immediately jump out of my kayak and kind of turn it sideways and i see the two bald guys had pulled their canoes over so i thought they pulled their canoes over um and i kind of pitched my kayak to him stuck my paddle down the rocks tried to stand up grip my toes down and my Dumbness did not have my shoes on and immediately rock rolled over and busted three of my toes up. So immediately I'm (laughs) crippled in the water. Stepdaughter's floating down the kayak. Her kayak's going one way. And I see Angie just, she picks the paddle up to her chest and just like, I'm riding this out. And she's the only one who didn't fall. So she was able to, you know, paddle back up. We got everything there. But as we sat there, every group that came down fell there, wrecked there. We had one girl freaking out. Just uh, it was um it was a very intense first five ten miles, and that's your warning. If you're not, if you don't know how to kayak, don't go on a river after it rains. No. If you want to learn to kayak, go. If it's the first time you're starting, start off with very chill two three mile per hour mm-hmm. current or very calm lakes. Don't go out in the waves because way that's another thing. When you're kayaking, you got to kayak, put your nose into the waves. It's kind of just like when you go surfing or any other type of boat. and You can't just be out there kayaking with two-foot swells and not know which way you need to go without getting knocked over. Because you're just going to get, you're gonna get just, stuck and tumbled. Well, you're either going to get tumbled or you're going to take on so much water, well, it's going to sink you. Mm-hmm. We've done that before a few times, sunk in a few kayaks. You know, oh, yeah. possible they are to get out of water. No, yeah. When they fill up, canoes are really bad, too. Yeah, the only way you can really get a kayak to unfill with water is you get it on its side and lift it up as about high as you can, which is about halfway, and then just slowly just keep picking it up evenly so that way it all pulls out the bottom. But, yeah, they suction cup down when they're down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, yeah, that's the biggest pain. Yeah, and always watch out for um, log jams. Yeah. Always watch out for log jams. I had a buddy of mine going down the GMR about two, three years ago. Um right after rain because that's the smartness we are and uh he was going through and his kayak got stuck in a log jam threw him under the strainers and he was able to pop out i mean he said he he was scared he didn't think he would but the kayak stayed under there for a good i think it was like six seven days before they could even go back and get it Mm. so always wear your life vests Mm -hmm. especially on flowing flowing water if you're on flowing moving water 100 always they just pin you down there and kill you yeah you gotta keep your head up so we've had to do i didn't have to do it my company i used to work for would do uh body recovery and that's what the first place we always checked was strainers yeah 
is that's where if somebody's going to get pinned and they just can't get back up. And by strainers, won't you explain what you're talking so about? So strainer is like, yeah. So about. strainer is like, uh, like you just were talking about these log jams. It's basically like a pinpoint to where the water is forced to go through, but there's a lot of debris in the way. So it creates like the strainer used for pasta. Yeah. Uh, just not as a pretty one, but it literally, so what happens is a, a human gets stuck in there. And it the, pins you down. Yeah. The, oh, the water is pushing you there, but there's too much crap in the way for you to get pushed all the way through. Yep. Uh, so that's where we'd always have to check first for bodies. Yep. Yep. Okay, definitely. Kayaking is very fun and it's very safe. It's very safe if you practice, you know, just go out on nice, calm days. But for those who like to take it to the extreme, I mean, look at those guys in those trick kayaks jumping waterfalls and stuff. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's like I'm too fat for that. Yeah, me neither. I don't want to. But I would say, like, if you've never kayaked and you want to get the experience, go to one of the liveries. Like, Mohican's got nice ones. Do the short, the easy. Like, they literally say... Here's the easy one. Yeah, they have like There's four, always people around four mile you. trips and stuff like yeah. that. And most most deliveries do. They got small trips, medium and long like ones. Hawking, if you do the Hawking River, oh. it's so easy. And then even up at Indian Lake, if you want to try to kayak Indian Lake, there's um summertime rentals right there on the north side. Mm-hmm. I think it's close to Avondale. Again, that's awesome. It's just it's easy. Like it's a good exercise. It gets your body moving. It gets your upper body moving. It's a uh, it's a good tactic for fishing too, because mm-hmm. like you said, you do get to come in quietly. One of one Much of my more goal, skittish pe- yeah. species, you know. One of my goals this summer is me and Sasquatch want to get out and actually do some big overnight flathead fishing on mm-hmm. a calm night. There you go. That'd so. be a lot of fun. But with deliveries, it's like another benefit is you normally go out with a group. Yeah, yeah. So there's that safety feature. Uh, my dad saved a guy from drowning. Oh wow! Uh, on on Mohican, big black guy. Couldn't swim. We were in like we was that a bad joke, huh? Is that a bad joke? No, I'm just saying. My dad ain't big, and my dad can't swim. And this guy was probably 450, 500 pounds. Mm. And we did the 18 miler on a on a different livery. And so we're like so far away. We're in the middle of nowhere. It's like the first half mile in, and it's in a bend. Yep. It's not a fast bend, but it's a bend. And this big guy just turns over and he just disappears. Wow. And a, cu- a couple people jump in, pull him out. My dad's a nurse and everything. Dad, like, do mouth to mouth, compressions on this guy, brought him back. And then the EMS was trying to find us. Like, people had called the EMS and stuff like that. They're driving through these cornfields. Yeah, that's it's the like other July. Thing. You go kayaking, usually, most, it's hard to find where Don't you're do, at. Don't do, if you can't swim, and you've never been in a kayak, do, do not, not do, do the big trips. trips. No. They do literally do will it. be like, most of the ones on Mohican, that's where my experience is, Mohican and Hawking, they say this is the green one. You know, this is the easy one. Yeah. Like, just do the easy one until you get comfortable with it, then move up, and then move up. And make sure you can swim. Yeah. Well, not only make sure, most people underestimate what it takes to actually sit in a kayak that long. Oh, yeah. It's constant. It's not, you're, you're constantly adjusting your upper body. You're constantly keeping your torso up. I mean, and you're moving your arms. I mean, even when you're going with the flow, you know, you're moving. It, it's a good workout. So it's if you if you don't know what you're doing, stick to the short trips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then until you get comfortable, and then you move up, and then you yeah. move up, and then you move up. Then you can go kayak from the what is the GM? You can go from the um, Mad River all the way down to the Ohio River. Yep. Yeah, but because you enter there, you the uh, the Mad River dumps into Wolf Creek. And then Wolf Creek dumps into the GMR right there in Dayton. Something like that. I've sampled all those areas. A buddy of mine, uh, Andrew, he, him and a, another friend, they did that. I think it was like 18 years old. Went all the way from up around, I think it was up around Indian Lake. You can do it. Somewhere. No, maybe it was the Matter River. They went somewhere. It was either Matter River or up around Indian Lake, all the way down to the Ohio River, camping out. I think it took them like seven days So or do something. you see that Dayton has where the campsites on the water? Yes. The GMR? Yes. Yeah. Well, we have them not only there, you have them in uh, Quincy and DeGraff. Do they? Yes. So I've seen them down in Dayton because we were sampling down there. And like literally, we're like, what the hell are these? These infl- They're inflatable tents. You can camp it. Uh, I just thought that was neat. That uh, would be cool. That would be nice. I don't know. If you get scared of the water at night and every little, every little sucker bumping you. I'm not scared of the water at night so much as when I know there's not crocodiles. Yeah. There's nothing in the GMR that's going to kill me. Uh the people. Well, that may be the bacteria or something. Oh, gosh. That was the little Miami last year, or uh, that few years ago when yeah. the flesh eater. And they wanted us to go sample that. 
Oh yeah, fun. We refused it. We almost we almost all quit because they wanted to. They were, and then they kept putting up bigger money, and they put up, and we just kept turning it down. Well, it's because if they get you to sample it and give them what they want, then they can go get more funding. Uh, it's there's all kinds of political stuff with that kind. Like I mean, of course. Yeah, but did we miss anything? Um, no. Do you have any upcoming stuff? Oh yeah, we got um. Start chin- plugging everything. This is yeah, because this is the where it gets starts to get busy. This is working season, what mm-hmm. I call it. So next week, not this coming Saturday, but May twentieth, we have the bank only tournament up at Indian Lake. Um, sign ups are at the Mountainwood Shelter House, or you can sign up early at Jeans Marine Bait and Tackle. It is a twelve hour, five p.m. to five a.m. bank fishing only. No boats, no tubing to an island, no no swimming to an island. Just wherever you can plop your butt at a bank and fish. Um, you can catch big fish at Indian Lake. I think last year, one that won it was like 32 pounds. I think I've done just as good, if not better, I know a lot on of people, the bank. Yeah, there's a lot of good bank spots. And I think we are... Indian Lake's a weird lake because you actually have access to yeah. a lot of the lake. And I think this is probably one of the bigger actual bank fishing tournaments on wild waters. Now I know pay lakes get bigger and whatnot, but mm. we normally draw a crowd of 100 people for that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. And this will be our third year, I believe. That's yeah, amazing. Year. And then after that, June 10th and 11th and 12th is our 36 hour tournament. Kind of runs the same way. 36 hours way fishing at all times. This, that, and the other August 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th is our 28th. We're almost at three decades of holding a catfish tournament on Indian Lake. So this is our 28th annual. That one's crazy. On Indian Lake. Now, I haven't been the director for 28 years, but it'd be nice to – I want to see the 30 years. It was something, you know, all of us got in as we was a kid. So it's it's more for the kids in a way than anything. Yeah, that that – but that'll draw in at least 400 people almost guaranteed every year. Mm-hmm. But we used to be up there at 800, 1,200 people. I think when I was, we started on our own, we were 16. I've done it in a couple of years because yeah. unfortunately it falls on Jurassic Classic weekend. Ah, so, ah. And my brother's a handicap hunter for their VIP thing. Yeah. So, but it's the, amazing. That yeah. tournament's amazing. There's lots and lots of people that come out. And then we have one more tournament after that. I'm not sure, but you can keep up on a. All the stuff with at a Indian Lake Flathead tournaments. We actually do live weigh-ins throughout the tournament, so you can go and see what's been weighing it weighed in that. Is that day. a Facebook? It's on a Facebook. Okay. Indian Lake Flathead tournaments, and then also Indian Lake fishing reports, and then for the annual one, we open it up only one time a year because it's the annual tournament. We'll do all the live weigh-ins, all everything on the annual Indian Lake Catfish tournament. So all three of those groups there. Okay, and then we have here in town. So you said Saturday, May the 20th, right? Yes. So Sunday, May 21st is our local derby uh, kids fish tournament. Nice, nice. Uh, and there's prizes. like. Uh, so let me get, let me remember. I believe fishing starts at noon, but you can come at 9 a.m. to set up and claim your spot. And yep. me and a couple other guys are there at like 6 a.m. just to make sure everything goes smooth. But kids fishing is 12 to like 2 Awesome. There's tons and tons of tagged fish with all kinds of prizes. They got like a little, they got like a little fin tag that has a number on it. Yep. Like we give last year, it was hundreds and hundreds of dollars of cash prizes, uh, pizzas, haircuts, all kinds of just goofy. Like some people donate really goofy stuff and some don't donate really serious stuff. Like I think we gave away like 200 pounds of potatoes last year. Awesome. awesome. But that one's a lot of fun. And then after two after two thirty, because then we do the kids prizes. Like there's first boy fish, first girl fish, biggest and littlest boy catfish, biggest littlest girl catfish, paid fish, and then trout. Uh, we get a couple hundred dollars in trout just for that day, just to throw in and cool. let the kids catch them. Uh, and then it opens it up to everybody. After three, I believe. So is this one of those uh, public ones that they just stocked with trout with the uh, trout? No, so this is a private club. Oh, it's so a private club? It okay. does cost uh, 20 bucks a family, but okay. you get access to it for the year. Well, that's not bad at all. And then we do, like, they do little kid events, like, kind of throughout the year or two and stuff like that. I used to be more active in it. I just with the other stuff going on. I just can't be as active in it anymore. Yeah. But that's, it's, it's for 20 bucks a year, you get a, the longest gun range in Hardin County. I think it's, like, 300 yards. That's a nice gun range. Yeah. And then 
but yeah, it's just fun. It's just all I love seeing all the little kids. Yeah, and that's you should go out and there's all types of kids derbies going on. I know the Shelby County mm-hmm. Crappie Club they host theirs June on Fort Laramie, I believe. Don't kill me if it's not right, but Shelby County Crappie Club has one coming up. Um, you, I mean, Facebook, internet, some just look up youth derby. Um, look up clubs. The Crappie Boy clubs. Scout one. Almost all of them have a youth derby. Get your kids out there. Teach them how to fish. Did you ever go to the Boy Scout one no. in Kenton? I'd be honest with you. The only derby I ever went to ever when I was younger was uh, in West Liberty during their um, tractor Liberty, sest- yep. tractor festival where they'd put the nets up on that little creek that ran through there and just throw the ton of trout down there. And you had to look. You're all fishing for that one golden trout. <laughs> I did that one time. They give you a baggie full of corn or cheese or something like yeah. that. I did that one time. Said, "No, nah, I'm out of here." Uh, Even young, I knew that that was just that's not fishing. So the Boy Scout one is a lot of fun, and I don't remember. I, I used to do it when I was really little, and then I stopped. And then we used to take my niece and nephew over there, and I can't remember how they do the prizes, but they give out a lot of prizes for kids, and that's an all kids one. Nice, nice. But that's in Kenton, the Boy Scout Lake. But they like it's it's a pretty big pond, but they feed all their fish and stuff like that. Like the only time you can fish it is, yeah, this yeah, tournament. Yep. I remember a little girl last year, or not last year, a long time ago. Little girl had a pink Barbie pole, and got like a twenty-two pound channel cat, and she awesome. was just the whole tournament, the whole tournament fighting this one channel cat, and it was bit like you know you know how they look when they get big and oh, fat, yeah, they, they do, look yeah. gross. Yep. And she's just this little like yeah, yeah. seven year old. She was no, she's dragging around by the tail. Oh, was she? Like it was hers. It was You're her lucky catfish. Then. I've, I've dealt with the ones that are scared and don't want to touch it. And, no, mm. she was dragging. It looked like she was dragging a pig around. Man, and she didn't want to put it in the net for way. And she just wanted she wanted to walk it up there because her brothers were all out there, and she wanted to like be like her brothers. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, get the kids out. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, because you know. Kids remember fishing memories more than they remember the video game memories. Mm-hmm. You know, you get them outside, like we started it off with. Huge percentage of America, 90% is what I'm going to say, spends a majority of their day, we'll say another 90%, inside, out of the sunlight. And that's that's a learned trait from latchkey kids and from us being inside, being able to play video games and watch TV. And, hey, it was an easy babysitter. And that's something that... uh we got to kind of break that cycle. We need kids outside fishing, hunting, anything like that. 100%. Well, I think that's a perfect episode. Oh, well, nine may not be perfect, but it was good. Uh, everything we do is perfect. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how perfect it is. All right. Well, it's been everything angling with Tosh and Justin. Tight lines and solid hook sets. Toodles, Bye. y'all. See you guys. tight lines in solid hook sets and if you enjoyed the show make sure to leave a five-star review and please share it to a friend that would enjoy and leave a comment